Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You are listening to the Mother of All Talk Shows podcast with George Galloway. On the 50th anniversary of the mass murder of 14 people, innocent, unarmed civilian people who were attending a civil rights march, a mass murder carried out by a detachment of the Parachute Regiment Para 1 of the British Army. It doesn't get much more serious than that, and even 50 years on, saying it uh, doesn't dull it. Uh, Professor Deirdre Heenan is the Professor of Social Policy at Ulster University. Uh, no doubt saw, at least on television, uh, the events in Derry today, and she joins me now. Professor Heenan, thank you very much indeed uh, for joining us. What was the significance, do you think, of the, of the crowds today? What was the mood? Tell us something about what it looked like. Well, I was there today and yesterday I live in Derry and the mood was one of sombre reflection. People thinking about those 14 people who went out on a civil rights march to demand justice and equality, better housing, better jobs. And those 14 people did not come home. So there was a real dignity today, a real sense of this will not be forgotten. And of course, Bloody Sunday has cast a very long shadow on the city of Derry. It's scarred, it's still there. Um, you can feel uh, what happened in Bloody Sunday around every corner in the city. There are murals, there are memor memorials. But also alongside that sombre reflection was also a, a deep recognition for the Bloody Sunday families and how they fought the state, how they spoke truth to power, how they refused to give up. And sometimes it's easy to forget that they were blamed, they were slurred, they were called all sorts of things, they were told that it was their fault in the same way Grenfell Tower victims were told that it was their fault, Hillsborough victims were told that it was their fault, but they refused to give up. And at the heart of their campaign was also a quest for reconciliation. So they refused to be taken over by any, any political group, any paramilitary group. They just wanted truth and justice for their families. And I think they have become a beacon across the world for other people who are fighting injustices. I, I remember very well the uh, Widgery uh, inquiry, the first inquiry, and it did indeed conclude uh, that the soldiers were innocent and that the protesters were somehow guilty or had brought it on themselves. That uh, has largely dissipated, though looking at social media today, not entirely dissipated. Uh, what about the demand for accountability. Um, now that Savile and David Cameron have entirely, without qualification, accepted uh, the uh, 
the guilt of the armed forces on the day, the innocence of the dead on the day. What about the demand that people should face trial while they still can? Well, as you rightly say, it's the issue about truth and justice. So it is important to remember that, yes, Bloody Sunday was 50 years ago, but actually it was only 12 years ago that David Cameron made that apology where he said what happened on Bloody Sunday was unjustified and unjustifiable. Indeed, he's been speaking this week saying that when he read the Savile report, he was deeply shocked by what he read and he wanted to make sure that his apology left no room for doubt no room for shade. So I think those people who refuse to accept it will never accept it. And that is really an issue for them because if they cannot accept that the state went out and murdered 15, 14, sorry, innocent civilians, then really that's an issue for them um, and they need to examine their conscience. But as you rightly say, there is the, the issue then that so the Savile inquiry got to the truth, but what about justice? And I suppose that takes us then to the present day and the current British government's proposals around legacy. Those proposals would mean that no one would have access to justice, that all these inquiries and investigations would be closed down. And that is extraordinarily difficult for families across Northern Ireland to face. So uniquely, all political parties in Northern Ireland are against what is currently being proposed by the British government because they feel that for to have a glimmer of hope, people should feel that as a citizen of a state, they have the right to seek justice. It was agreed in the Stormont House Agreement that there would be an historical inquiries unit, that there would be an oral history and archive. And remember also that some families want truth. And they, that's what they wanted. They wanted to find out what happened to their loved ones. They wanted to know how they died. They wanted to know if they were alone. Um, other people are more interested in justice. So we can't treat the families as one group. And I mean, all families, all victims of violence. But really, these proposals are essentially the British government saying, now you must draw a line in the sand. You must forget about it. And I suppose in Northern Ireland, the feeling is really, could that possibly be said to people in Manchester? Could it possibly be said to people in Birmingham? Or is it really another sign that Northern Ireland is truly a place apart and we are told that there is no justice for people here? Now, I, I cards on the table, I have all my life supported a United Ireland. I watched what happened 50 years ago. I was already a political activist. I believed uh, that it would change everything forever and would however long it took, uh, begin to uh, herald the uh, reunification of the country. It's 50 years now. Um, I don't suppose when I was 17, I thought it would be uh, 50 years. Uh, has it changed politics in Northern Ireland forever? Well, I think it was a turning point in, in the Troubles. It was definitely one of the darkest days of the Troubles. And certainly historians would say that it, it meant that the violence was escalated. We don't know what would have happened had we not, had bloody something not have happened. Edward Heath certainly thought that we were staring into the abyss. So yes, it changed things. And speaking to uh, people throughout the city, throughout Northern Ireland, they were very fearful because how could they say to their children, you must respect law and order, you must respect the state and try and explain this to them. 
So it was very, very difficult for people living here who did not want us to tip into civil war. And I think today is a reminder again about how fragile peace is in Northern Ireland, how volatile the situation in Northern Ireland still is, and how important it is that the British government are not reckless with our peace process. Peace here was very hard won, it's highly valued, and it is hugely important that the co-guarantors of the Belfast Agreement take their responsibilities very seriously. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, of course, there will be an early opportunity to test uh, political opinion if the Stormont elections go ahead, will they? Oh, they will go ahead. I, um, I think we're already on an election footing, so the parties are already beginning to set out their stall, as it were. Uh, the difficulty, I suppose, really, in all of this is the difficulty for the DUP and the protocol. Since September, they've threatened to collapse our devolved institutions. They're now threatening to collapse them on a weekly basis. They have withdrawn from the North-South Ministerial Council, which is part of um, the Good Friday Agreement. And they're also now saying that they will not institute the checks at the ports. So they are ramping up the tension, trying to escalate tension and having this threat hanging over Northern Ireland that our institutions are going to collapse. It is important to say that alongside that, we have by far the worst hospital waiting lists in the UK. Our health service is in crisis. Our education system is in crisis. So there's real anger that there's a threat to bring down our elected institutions and cause further instability at a time when we feel what we really need is some sense of certainty. Uh, has uh, Jeffrey Donaldson made uh, any difference uh, at all? I knew him well. Uh, always had uh, some admiration for his political skills, at least. Uh, has he turned anything round for the DUP? Not at all. I think it's very clear and clear again this week that the DUP is a deeply divided party. So this is a party that when we thought about it, we talked very much about the, how the, there was always a united front, that they never washed their dirty linen in public. The party is deeply divided and Jeffrey has been unable to stamp his imprimatur on that party, even though he's been the leader for six months. So we have MPs doing their own things. We have different... Um, policy positions coming from within the party. As I say, this, this constant threat to 
collapse the devolved institutions and really the DUP have painted themselves into a corner over the Northern Ireland Protocol because they are consistently saying it must be scrapped, it must be binned, the protocol has to go, it's intolerable, it has really affected our constitutional position. But the reality is they have not put forward a single alternative. So were the government to trigger Article 16, uh, which I really think they thought they would, uh, what would be the alternative? I mean, Article 16 being triggered does not mean the protocol disappears. It means we go into further negotiations, further uncertainty. So it's it's this kind of constant threat, but with no solutions, no ability to say, well, well, what would we like instead? Or how can we ensure that we move forward with stability? Because this region desperately needs foreign direct investment. We, of course, are in the post COVID period, there are serious issues around employment, and no employer is going to come here and say, well, I don't know if there's going to be a government in six months' time, because it is deeply unstable. Do you share the view that Sinn Féin will be the biggest party? It looks likely, and actually for Sinn Féin, they don't really have to do anything other than stand on the sidelines and watch the DUP implode, watch them making these threats. Um, the reality is um, there is a joint committee. There were issues with the protocol. There were issues that needed to be addressed in terms of mitigations. And that is the job of the joint committee. And already we have seen some changes with the protocol. So I think for Sinn Féin, they simply think, well, we don't have to say anything. Why would we? We just need to sit back and let this happen. Professor Heenan, thank you very much for joining us on this auspicious day of the 50th anniversary of Bloody Sunday. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 